Warning, Marriage on the Rocks provides unfiltered, unconventional, and sometimes unwelcomed relationship advice. Seth and Crystal are certified relationship coaches who have adopted specific methods that work very well for them. Your results may vary. Hey everyone, welcome to our 81st episode of Marriage on the Rocks. I'm Crystal. I'm Seth. Every week we have a drink with our discussion. And this week we well we we put out on our group, our group page, the Speakeasy group page um to refer us some drinks yeah share some we wanted some holiday we've only got a couple more episodes for the year Mm -hmm. and we wanted uh you guys to participate and share what holiday yummy tasty drinks would be good yeah so we give full credit to erica for giving us this peppermint uh it's eggnog white russian Oh, eggnog. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so good. <laughs> it is fan-fucking-tabulous. It is three ounces mm. of eggnog. We use Brahms eggnog. If you don't have Brahms eggnog, then you don't have the best eggnog on the planet. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we use an ounce of Kahlua and an ounce of peppermint vodka. Oh my gosh, it's bomb. It is freaking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Erica is... Probably the best friend you've made from the yes. podcast that you've never met. Yeah, I know. She's, <laughs> she really is the best. And um, she actually runs a page uh, called Must Love Dogs Social Group. And so if you haven't followed Must Love Dogs Social Group, go ahead and do that right mm-hmm. now. They are awesome. She's awesome. She's been just a big supporter of mm-hmm. the podcast and always gives us great ideas and... Yeah, it. Yep. We we really thank you for everything that you've done, Erica. It's mm-hmm. it's nice. Yep. And this drink is freaking awesome. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah, and and I, and I know we'll plug it at the end as well. But you know, we just last. Well, I say last week when this airs, it'll be almost two weeks, uh-huh. right? Yeah. We launched the Marriage on the Rocks Speakeasy Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got some pretty good support right out the gate. Yeah. I was I was very pleased that we just within a couple of days we passed over a hundred members and and growing every day the numbers are going up. So mm-hmm. uh, if you haven't joined, please join. We are we share some behind the scenes stuff that's going on. We we get to interact a little more personally than yeah from a a page. Uh huh. Um. So. A little more casual. We ask for the drinks. We're asking for you know dumbass post of the week, which I'll get into here in a second. Um, but it's an open forum to share stuff, ask questions, reach out, and and just kind of interact with us and other followers and fans of of the podcast. Yeah. Um, so check it out for sure. Yeah, I know it's been fun. I'm glad that they, we've gotten so much support mm-hmm. with that too. It's cool. So uh, this week we're going to be talking. Uh, we're going to have another health and fitness. Uh, episode. Um, we did one before, but it was um, more geared towards health and fitness in your relationship. And we want to. We just and believe it or not, that was back in 2018. Yeah, that's yeah. It wasn't true. even this year. Uh huh. Yeah. So it was like our 16th. 16th episode. Or it was yeah. yeah. And so now yeah, 81st. And we thought that you know there was some things that we want to bring up. At, you know the the new year is. Is just right, you know, in a couple weeks, and we want to, you know, kind of talk about health and fitness before mm-hmm. you 
start your new year and yep. start it good. But before we get started with that, Seth has his dumbass post of the week. Yeah, this one came once again from the Marriage on the Rocks Speakeasy Facebook group page. We asked if anybody had any dumbass post of the week that they had found or they want to share. And Lisa mm-hmm. shared this one. Yeah, so thank you. So credit goes to Lisa. It was a kind of a funny picture of a. The, the visual was a tall guy with his arms wrapped around his girlfriend. And said, I treat my girl like shit, but she doesn't care because I give her random hugs from behind. <laughs> gosh. Oh my gosh. I know I saw that and I was like, that's the one that was. Yeah, as soon week. as it popped yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it reminds me of those, the little, like, the girly things. I think that's what it's called, where it, it says, when he gives you hugs from behind. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. or something like that. And so <laughs> yeah. that's, I just love obliterating that, because those are already kind of stupid and dumbassish in their own right anyway. Uh-huh. And so to kind of have this flip it on its head, I thought was funny. I know. Yeah. So I yeah. That Thanks, was a good Lisa. one. Thanks, Lisa. <laughs> so, <clears throat> yes, like I said, we're going to be talking about health and fitness, and um, basically, things to do and not do, I guess, in when you get started with it. Well, we're, we're, we're at that point in the year where, <clears throat> even at our gym, we, we have started to see the increase of the people coming in to take the tours and check out the gym and, and see what they're going to do. We're, we're hitting that, that whole new me, new year, new me type of mentality of... People that tend to hop on, for the most part, and just because I say this most part because I'm statistically correct, they hop on a bandwagon that they're going to be off of mm-hmm. within 30 days after the new year. I know, yeah. Um, so for those of us that that go to the gym and are avid gym goers, this is the New Year's rush that we dread every single year from the perspective of our comfy cozy gym is about to be raided by people in a massive surge Mm -hmm. and when you really kind of look at at that statement of even the you know gym goers the avid gym goers or the the natives i guess (laughs) as you will call it yeah it's not so much that we or anybody gets irritated that there is an influx. I think that's an inconvenience, and it makes it a little more difficult to work out. But it's it is because it's temporary. Mm-hmm. It's you, you just end up doing the proverbial rolling your eyes because you know that so many of those people that are coming in there aren't going to be there in a month. Right. Yeah. Some of and, and like clockwork, you will start to see them thin out. Well, yeah, it, it's it's a the big wave that comes in starting around this time of year in December, and just them coming in, doing the tours and stuff, mm-hmm. and like you know, us as gym goers, we're like, oh, here we go, you know, it's yeah. starting already, and you know, and I, I personally, it's like I don't want to be so negative about it we've all been that new person. That, right. That's the thing where it becomes unfair, where mm-hmm. you, you hit a point where you feel like you earn your stripes, and it's like, ugh, new yeah. people. <laughs> yeah. But every single person in that gym has been that new person yes, exactly. at some point in time. Uh-huh. I think most of them aren't from New Year's crowds, though. That's We true. weren't. I wasn't. You weren't. I wasn't. I, I wasn't a New Year's crowd. The other people that I know Well, that, I guess I kind of was, because it's like... Okay, because really it starts in uh, December, 
And then it kind of, I would say it slows down mid-February mm-hmm. is what the, like, the new people actually coming, you know, joining. Because you have those people. And then you get a minor wave between February and spring break. Yeah. And I was the end of January person. Mm. So uh, I think it was like January 27th or something like that. Really? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So I I guess I would have felt. I would have fallen into that. We'll let you wear that badge of honor. (laughs) I did. I, I mean... It wasn't like, oh, I'm setting, I, it's a new year. Yeah, gonna, well, yeah you were, it I wasn't, wasn't like that. It. I guess that's why I say it, because it wasn't a resolution. It wasn't no, it wasn't that. Like that. But, you know, I can't really talk too much because it, I was in that actual wave of people that start in January. Mm-hmm. And, but the the thing is, is that the, what we get frustrated about as gym goers is just the non-commitment mm-hmm. from people. Yeah, it's there, and I think that that's you know I'm as any of you that have listened, I'm a big prove me wrong <laughs> kind of person. I don't have faith in in the people to stick with it. I'm very skeptical that they're going to stick with it, as I am with so many things people say they're going to do. Mm-hmm. And once again, that's just statistically driven because most people don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I don't want to say I get a kick out of it, but I do think it's it's a little funny or, or odd or ironic, whatever you want to call it, where someone doesn't commit, they end up blaming someone like me yeah. for not committing. Like, it's it's my fault that they didn't commit. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never had a negative conversation with anybody at any of the countless gyms we've went to or been a part of. I've never discouraged anyone at a gym from coming in or looking around or joining or working out. And I get asked questions all the time and Mm -hmm. I'm never short with people. Mm -hmm. I'm never annoyed with them for that. So I don't treat them in the environment Mm -hmm. the way that I guess I may be kind of irritated about as we go into this. Yeah. I think that you, (laughs) uh, I'm surprised that people even go up to you though. And and ask because I you. look annoyed the whole time. So. I think you do. Yeah. Or, or maybe it's that I know you are <laughs> mm. annoyed. Maybe they don't under. Maybe they don't know that you are, but I do. Mm-hmm. And so maybe it's like. But I would have. I would ask someone like me. More than I would ask someone like you. But I'm the one that gets. But the you're questions. the one that gets the questions. Yeah. A lot. Um, you know, and I, I think part of maybe because because I do make eye contact mm-hmm. with people. But you would think they would see everything outside. Maybe my eyes are just so mesmerizing. They don't see my the rest of the package. They don't see your eyebrows. They don't, for they don't see that, that there's there's a, a, a level of annoyance <laughs> resting there, resting gym face. Yeah, yeah. Um, but even with all that being said, it's not the the in, of course not the intent of this, and and even our intent of being members of a gym and and things like that is not to dissuade people from going after no. this. It's 100% driven by 90% of the people that do that are not going to stick with it. Mm-hmm. And so the question becomes, well, why is it so high? Mm-hmm. And what are things that people can do to ensure that they do stick with it? Yeah, I know. Yeah, why 
why can't you commit mm-hmm. to it? Why can't they? Yeah. And they, eh, of course. Everybody everyone, can. Well, that's what I was going to say. In my, I think that everybody can, but like, <laughs> cause, well, there, there was a few episodes back where, mm-hmm. where you, cause I was like, no, you, you can do anything you put your mind to. And you're like, no. Mm, yeah. Well, I don't think that. I don't think people can do anything to put their mind to. I think everybody <laughs> can go out and join a gym. Yeah. I think everybody can commit to being a gym mm-hmm. or going to the gym and be successful and be successful. Yeah. At it. Uh-huh. Um, it, even when I say that, and I say no, they can't. It's it's really more. I know you won't do it. Yeah, it's a challenge. Yeah. Uh huh. Right. Just because I say you can does not do not mistake that for that. I think you will because I do not think you will at all. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh my god. So once again, prove me wrong. Uh-huh. Right. I'm throwing down the challenge flag. Uh-huh. Prove me wrong. Yeah. This time next year, hit me with a big fuck you. I've been doing this for 12 months and look at me. Yeah. Here and I it am, has to so. accompany the look at me. You can't be I've had a 12 month membership and you look the same or worse. <laughs> that doesn't count. <laughs> oh my gosh. But I mean, so we have we have so many people that reach out to us all the time about about fitness and you know get putting together a routine or you know oh i really I really like the way that your arms look crystal mm-hmm. like what what do you what do you do what what kind of or how can I get rid of this this fat that mm-hmm. I have well i mean we 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 help. Yeah, <laughs> we help. We people. are more than willing to help anybody. Yeah. Um, we have both. We have sent people routines. Yeah. And we have. I don't know how many people have stuck with it, but I know that at least we're we're trying to help. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, in that the, yeah, I mean that's where the level of commitment comes in. Mm-hmm. But we we get asked to the point so much. That I decided to go ahead and get certified. Yes. Um, and a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. I got, got certified yours. as a personal trainer through the American Muscle and Fitness Group. Um, because people ask so often. Mm-hmm. And people will ask. And, and I take a lot of credit for your transformation, which mm-hmm. is probably not the most fair thing to do because you're the one that did all the work. Um but I still consider you my first client mm-hmm. when I talk to people or, or anything like that. Yeah. But I think because people have seen not just that you had success, but that you had success almost eight years ago. Mm-hmm. And, and continued and it. And has continued to improve on that. That's, that's what should be most appealing to people. Mm-hmm. You should not get mesmerized by a photo of, look at this five-week transformation. Because... Chances are, if you see that photo of that person today, they do not look anything like that five-week transformation. Mm-hmm. A lot of that stuff is unrealistic and unattainable. Photoshopped, it's not real. It's designed to sell a product. Well, I know. There's been even like documentaries and stuff of like fitness models, and they will take the picture in the, the and same... before on the same day. In the same mm-hmm. day. And it's just like... Uh, Tanning, lighting, shading, yeah, shaving, or first thing that. in the morning, and... On an empty stomach too, yeah. or and then later that afternoon you'll do the the before picture. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, after you eat McDonald's and yeah, yeah, do all that stuff. Yeah, so don't get mesmerized. Anything that's attached to a product, 
chances are it's not that real. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's one of the things where you and I, we're not selling anything. Mm-hmm. I'm not charging for anything that I do. I haven't in the past. Um, it's not us trying to make money on it. It's, it, I think, and I think because of that, there's a genuine, really, you know, I guess honesty level that well, they're, they're not, there's not an angle. I'm not trying to get anything out of this. Right. So let me ask them. Mm-hmm. And and once again, we've we have attempted to help anybody and everybody. I mean, mm-hmm. I've had I've had a lot of girls reach out to me that I went to school with, or that mm-hmm. I worked with, or work with, or was in the military with. And because they saw your success and mm-hmm. have said, hey, what did your wife do? And I said, well, here's her routine that I put her on. Here's her diet plan I put her on. Guaranteed, if you do this, at least for the first two months, you're going to drop, you know, anywhere from 16 to 20 pounds. Yeah. Depending on mm-hmm. where you're at. Mm-hmm. But you have to do everything on here. And so many people just won't do it. Yeah. People do want a quick fix. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. And people do want, you know, you know something that's going to be easy mm-hmm. or, or things like that. And, and unfortunately, that does not exist. No. Um, but getting back on track, looking at, you know, the big question of why do we see this huge influx every year and why doesn't it last? Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, we know the short and simple is because people just don't care enough to make it last. Yeah. They don't make it a part of their life. Um, the gym is very fair-weathered, and I think people think that, well, if I go out and I buy a membership, I'm going to go ahead and buy a year-long membership. That way, I'll know if I'm paying for it every month, I'll get my butt there. And that's the first big mistake that people make. Because yeah. that will not make you get there Mm-mm. at all. No. You should, I mean, if you have a free membership, I mean, if you don't have enough motivation to step outside and go for a run or a walk, you're not going to have enough motivation to go to a gym, whether you're paying for it or not. Well, and even people will um, build their own home gyms and stuff, and too, never and use not it. use any yeah. of the equipment. And if you question that, just Google on, or look on Craigslist or your Facebook community ad for gym equipment, mm-hmm. and you will see, I mean, t- tons of stuff for sale like new barely used yeah. bought this for my wife and she never used it <laughs> yeah and i mean just tons you can get really good equipment very very cheap on there yeah because can. people are like oh if i spend a thousand dollars on this treadmill i'd be an idiot to not use it well guess it's what it's right idiot? here here it's it right is for sale house. for 50 bucks yeah yeah because that because oh, i can't make it to the gym so i'm gonna bring the gym to my house then you find out even when it's five feet away from you <laughs> you still don't have enough motivation to use it yeah i know uh-huh so yeah. We, I mean, we had our own home gym and we actually used the equipment, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, and we got some equipment from people. Yeah. We like bought that. some equipment, people that were, yeah, we're getting rid of their stuff and mm-hmm. it's a great way to get a lot of equipment. Yeah. But we wanted to talk about like the, the things that like, how do you, how are you going to be successful yeah. in, in the gym? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what are some of the, I don't know, I guess rules that you that you can identify for being a success a, mm-hmm. su- a success story yeah. in the gym and so we kind of we came up with some and um um the first the first one that we thought that you need that's very important that you need to do is you need to 
You need to figure out a goal. You need to figure out what you want to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be a five-year plan. Mm -mm. It it can be that simple answer of, well, I need to lose 15 pounds. A a lot of common feedback or or answers to that question when you ask somebody, well, when somebody asks us, hey, uh, I'm wanting to get a routine and get into the gym. And the first question is, well, what are you wanting to accomplish? What, what is it you want to do? Are you wanting to change how you look? Are you wanting to lose weight? Are you wanting to gain weight? Are you wanting to build muscle? Are you wanting to tone up? And sometimes you'll have to say, well, all of that. Mm-hmm. I want all of that. Well, there's very specific procedures, processes, routines, and eating habits that associate, e- associate with each one of those avenues. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of guys will have two answers. They've either mm-hmm. got the dad bod and beer gut, and they just say, I just want to lose this, and they point to their belly. Mm-hmm. I just, what can I do to get rid of this? And Or you get the other guy that's smaller, skinnier, scrawnier that says, well, I want to bulk up and get bigger and put on muscle mass. Mm-hmm. For women, it's, I want to lose weight, I want to tone, tone up, up, and, and I don't want to usually get- accompanied by... I don't want to get too big. Yeah, yeah, too bulky. Or yeah, because for some reason, there is still a mis- misnomer out there that women who lift weights get big and bulky. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not true. No, uh, unless you're taking steroids. Yeah. Then you're not going to get big and bulky. Well, and, and it's because some people, even the old thought process, I mean, anything that people learn from Jane Fonda or... Denise Austin or any of those 80s people, you need to brain dump that. Uh That is not the way to get healthy, stay in shape, and sustain a decent body. Mm -hmm. It's not. And so you would still get that that type of stereotype almost of where someone would say, well, I don't want to lift like a guy because I don't want to look like a guy. Mm -hmm. And you do all the exact same lifts that I do Mm -hmm. except shrugs. Yeah, yeah, I don't want, I don't yeah, want, women I don't want manly freaking traps. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. gross. So, but other than that, uh-huh. you do bench press, deadlift, yeah. squats, mm-hmm. face pulls, rows, everything else, leg press with heavy weight. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons that you look the way you do. And that's one of the reasons you're able to maintain at a level that you do. Mm-hmm. Um, implementing heavy weight lifting for no matter what your sex is, is going to be a big key factor to how your body makeup is. Because most of you don't know what your muscle definition even looks like because you've never seen it. Yeah, I know. Uh-huh. And once again, we've all been at that point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where you just don't know. I mean, if you if you guys haven't listened to our first health and fitness episode, I tell my whole story about yeah. me gaining weight and losing it and all that. Mm-hmm. And... It was, it was tough, you know, trying to, knowing that how I looked before in like high school and stuff and how I was athletic and, you know, looked great and then becomes a fat blob (laughs) (laughs) and, you know, and, but thankfully I, I now have a success story for it. And once again, and have a a true success story maintains a success story. Yes. Uh You don't want to be a success story that's followed by a tragic tell. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> I know. Uh-huh. You don't want to be falling off the wagon. Fat to fit to fat. Yeah, I know. You know. Yeah. And so, but, but I think that you know, identifying what you want to do 
and why you want to join a gym. Mm-hmm. Are you? There's plenty of people that just want to join a gym because they want the social factor. Mm-hmm. They want to go and they want to attend little classes, and they don't. You know, they're not trying to get an aggressive progress. They've been sold on the idea of, you know, maybe it's the girls they hang out with at whatever that say, oh, you should come to Zumba every Tuesday. Well, you need to remember that Zumba every Tuesday is not going to get you in shape. Mm-hmm. Um, Zumba yeah, well, twice a day for seven days a week will. Yeah. Or, I mean, I would say Zumba implemented with weightlifting. Weightlifting and, and a healthy diet. Yeah. Taking yes. up the other, I mean, Zumba should be about at the most, 20% of what you yeah. can do to accomplish looking good. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, and, and if, like you said, if that is something that you want for the social fact. And, and that's all you care about. Yeah. Have at it. Right. Yeah, that's then fine. find a place that has that social interaction in those classes. Uh-huh. If you're wanting to, and, and we talk about this because this is all going to drive kind of the next piece of, mm-hmm. of where you're, the type of place you want to find. Um, but if you're wanting to you know, tone up, if you're wanting to lose weight, you know, you need to be understand or be willing and, and able and understand that you're going to have to commit to cardio and mm-hmm. machine lifting and lots of reps mm-hmm. and, and pushing yourself to the limits. And I think that one of the things that I, I notice, especially today, um, and, and I, I have a different mentality because of growing up playing sports and being in the military for 10 years. But your general public person doesn't know what giving 100% looks like. They don't know what pushing themselves look like. Well, hell, I even know people that are in the military that don't know what that looks like. Mm -hmm. And they're very quick to assume that they're giving 100%, Mm -hmm. and they're not. Um, And so a lot of people aren't used to pushing themselves. And anytime something gets tough or anytime something gets hard, they think, oh, well, that's enough. That's my body and my mind's way of telling me I've had enough. And it's, no, that's your body and your mind's admittance that they're very, very weak and they've never gone beyond that point. Mm-hmm. So you have to have the fortitude to push past that. And that's when you start actually creating that success story. Mm-hmm. If you stop doing what you're doing because you're sweaty, you get a headache, your hair falls down, you're uncomfortable, you're breathing heavy, you're sore, you have just touch the tip of the iceberg on becoming successful. And if you stop at that point every time and don't push through that and go through that threshold, you aren't going to have the progress that you could. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to happen. Um, but a lot of people just don't know what that's like. I mean, and, and you'll see that in, in a lot of interactions or sessions or whatever it is where people are like, oh, I'm dying. Well, no, you're not. <laughs> and I know you don't think you're literally dying. You are just saying, I've never felt this way before. Yeah. And once again, that's a reflection of how poorly in shape you are. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean you need to keep going at that moment in time. Right. But you need to understand that you just ran only for five minutes. You just only did 10 push-ups. You just only did 10 sit-ups. That's nothing. Yeah. And if you are in that much pain and dire straits at that point... It's just a recognition that, wow, I have a long way to go. Well, I know. And one thing that we like to, to say when, you know, we're, I guess, first starting out with, with somebody on their fitness journey is, this is day one. This is the worst that you're going to be. If you stick with it. Yeah, if you, if you stick with it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, next week you're going to be a little bit better. And the mm-hmm. week after that you're going to be better than the week before that. So if you just stick with it, you're going to improve. Yeah. And it's not, 
and it becomes easier for you. Mm-hmm. And you're like, and then that's when it gets to the point where you're like, oh my gosh, I, I think I actually, one, I'm, I'm seeing results. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and two, I think I'm actually enjoying my time at the gym instead of dreading it or, or being like, ah, oh, my, my personal trainer's putting me through hell or whatever, but mm-hmm. they're doing it for good reason. <laughs> I don't know if I've seen that. Put them through hell? Yeah. I think I, I see that on Facebook, but I don't think I've ever actually witnessed that. I, we, yeah, we have. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but I think the, honestly, I think that the people that we have seen, uh, I don't think that they were even pushing them that hard. Yeah. And they were like... Oh, I can't do this. Well, yeah, that's what I was just saying. Yeah. yeah. But but you mean like push it? Well, I've never seen anybody like push to the point that they were like in a gym that they were like throwing up or collapsing. Oh, or, gosh, no. Or a real hell. No. I, mean, I, I Once again, I look back at, you know, when I went through, whether it was jump school or air crew school, the things I did in the military of running you into the ground. Yeah. I mean, uh-huh. six mile runs in the morning, a three mile run at lunch two-mile run in the evening, and then you were swimming miles and doing all this stuff in between, that was hell. Yeah, right. I know. And so, once again... No, I know. No, I don't think that they... I've never seen them actually be pushed like that. Yeah. And not even... I I remember uh, my dad pushing me when I was, you know, training for softball and stuff, and um, me doing sprints and me throwing up across the street from my house because... Mm-hmm. He's like, come on, you gotta do it. And I'm like, oh I'm gosh, Dad, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I've never seen that at, at a gym. No, mm-hmm. no, not at all. Well, and that's not the point. No, that, that you shouldn't have a trainer doing that in a gym anyway. No, I was just when you said that when they were like, my trainer's put me through hell. I, when I say I've never seen, I think that goes back to what I said earlier. That's, yeah, that's their definition of hell. Right. Which yeah, yeah. Is a very passive mm-hmm. definition of what that's actually. Yeah, it's like. not that bad. Yeah. Uh huh. You'll live. <laughs> yeah, you really are. You really will live. But, but uh, you know, the next step would be to find a gym, though. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you... Based on what it is you identified you want to do. Yeah, uh, but if based on your what you want to accomplish, yeah. You know, I've, I've talked to guys that are, you know, you know, well, I want to be a power lifter, and then they go get a membership at Planet Fitness. Well... I hate to burst your bubble, but you're never going to power lift at working Planet out Fitness. at Planet Fitness. So uh-huh. don't do that. Yeah. You can't do that type of training at a normal club uh-huh. or fitness center. That mm-hmm. has to be a specialized equipment with a ton of different equipment and different rules for the gym for you to be able to succeed in that. Mm-hmm. Um, they need to allow chalk and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, so depending on what it is you want to do, once again, if you just want the social factor, you want to attend a class once or twice a week, any fitness club offers that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, look at the instructor, figure out what their credentials are. If it's what you want, it's where your friends go, join the gym. Mm-hmm. If you're wanting, if you don't know what you want, I think that that's where it kind of gets, you feel like someone going to a used car lot, trying to buy a car mm-hmm. and you're like, well, I, I don't know exactly what make or model I want, but I'm trying to find out if this I car sells me is trustworthy or not. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and, and 
Some people seek out gyms looking for a gym that's not going to be intimidating. Mm -hmm. And so that's why a lot of fitness centers go above and beyond to be very open and welcoming and have this non-judgmental type of statement out in front. So Mm -hmm. they cater to the casual, non-committal gym goer mm-hmm. and, and make, no mistake, make no mistakes about it if your gym serves bagels and pizzas they are not looking to get you in shape in any way shape or form okay mm-hmm. so that is that is overly welcoming to an actual fault that they are not helping their members yeah yeah i know so your gym should not have that if you have real progress once again if you're just looking for a sense of community and you like being able to say oh i go to the gym and you're not too concerned with progress. You're not too concerned with results. You just like having the key fob on your keychain. You like going in and talking to everybody that runs around and getting pizza on Tuesdays and bagels every first Wednesday or whatever it is. Have at it. But that is not a place where people looking for real results are going to go. Yeah, uh, but I think that even, even a place like that, they have everything that you need in a gym. Right. And I think that, you know, because my biggest thing with finding a gym, I think, is making sure that it's, that it is convenient for you. It's close and convenient, yeah. And that you're gonna, that you're gonna stick with it. Mm -hmm. And so having a gym that's super close, and if, if that is the gym that is super close to you, then I think that that's a good, that is a good starting point. I think that you need to Start out there, and I, I do think that the it could be nice for people to to not feel so intimidated too, mm-hmm. and you know feel like okay, this is you know everyone's welcoming me, and which every any gym's gonna welcome you in no matter what, honestly. Right, people th- think that gym members are just, and I'm sure I'm not building the case for this argument, are that territorial that they just are going to be not even cold and standoffish, but they're going to be actually confrontational. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've, I've read these stories that I, I just think are absolute bullshit. Mm-hmm. I think people are making them up. That I just joined a new gym, and someone came up to me while I was on the treadmill and said, what is your fat ass doing on that treadmill? You need to go home. I don't believe that happened. Mm-hmm. And I've seen a lot of stories. And I'm like, I mean, we how many gyms have you and I gone to? A lot. Hundreds. A lot. I mean, we travel. We go to gyms all over the country. I have never seen. And I'm not saying that it hasn't happened ever. I'm just saying I have yet to see any level of confrontation in a gym well, about I know. anything regarded to someone trying to better themselves and someone shutting that down. Uh-huh. It doesn't happen. Well, and I think that people that are overweight will probably be like, you don't know. You don't mm-hmm. know. Well, I know. Right. I fucking know because I have been there. I have been the fat person in the gym. Yes, it's super uncomfortable mm-hmm. to get started. It sucks. You, I mean, you, you're going to have to deal with I don't, I don't know. I think that it's more so in your mind than anything else, yeah. you know, that people are staring at you and, mm-hmm. and it's really, they're really not, right. they're not staring at you. And I mean, eventually they're going to notice that you keep coming back, Yeah, you know, that you've been, oh my gosh, that's that girl that started in February. Like, 
Wow, good for her. Oh my gosh, she's already lost that much weight. She, she's <coughs> looking really good. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to have those people talking to you, finally. Mm-hmm. But initially, most most people will kind of keep to themselves at the gym. Yeah. I mean, there's some people that, I don't know, I guess they're social butterflies or whatever. And when, I'm, like I said earlier, I'm kind of an earning stripes person. Mm-hmm. And when we have new members at gyms, I don't... I don't go to my way to be cold or rude, but mm. I don't go to my way to converse with them. Um, and that's because I just don't think they're going to be there mm-hmm. very long. And it's kind of like, well, what's the point in getting to know them? Because I doubt they'll stick with it. Mm-hmm. And so I, I kind of have like a probably a six-month buffer. Yeah. If you're still there after six months, you'll, you'll get the head nod when you come in. <laughs> and then yeah. if you're there for ten months, you'll get the fist bump. Or, or hey. Hey, no, no. And oh. then at 12 months, you'll get a verbal confirmation. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Seth. What? Well. That's how I am. I mean, we've been at our gym for a year now. almost exactly a year. Uh, no, it is exactly a year. And I'm just now starting to talk to people. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> That's so not true. <laughs> <laughs> people though will be be nice and welcome you really and you're just uh, saying to keep to themselves no no i know i guess most people will keep to themselves but they're not going to be rude to you right yes yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> i think this uh this white russian i'm about to stop the video because i want to make another one i know <laughs> well and then it, so at the beginning, before we started the episode, Seth had the had him filled like halfway. I was like, "What are you doing? We need What's more eggnog." Like I'm, I, I want, if this was just straight eggnog in that big glass, I'd be like, "Ugh, that's too, that's much. too heavy." Yeah, but you throw some vodka and clue in there; it thins it out pretty oh good. Oh my gosh, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's awesome. It's so good, but I think it's getting to me. But so back to back to where we were finding finding a gym. And like I said, find a gym that I think you should find a gym that's close to you. Um, and then with with that, with you doing the gym tours and all that, you, you know, you're going to get the whole sales pitch and everything with the personal trainers. Oh, yeah, we're, you know, we'll offer you a week free session or something of mm-hmm. personal training. Yeah, or a free session, something. Yeah. And um, and that's you know most gyms will that that's do that. just that's part of the or gym consultation game. Or yeah something. They, they they try to offer some things out there to sweeten the pot and see what they can get you on the hook for um i don't think any of it's really intended to be malicious i think you know they're in it to make money trainers are in it to make money mm-hmm. and you don't know if the answer is yes unless you ask the answer is always no if you don't ask mm-hmm. so you might as well give all the offers out there you can i think that I know I was I was telling you recently, and, and I know I, I just I was just telling Sean too, but when I joined, I guess really my first fitness club or gym after I had transitioned out of the military, it was when my ex-wife and I had moved to Colorado, mm-hmm. and um, it was Bally's, and Bally's Bally's was like across the street from the apartments that we were temporary living in, and Twenty Four Hour Fitness was down the street, and so. 
We went to 24-Hour Fitness, and I just I didn't like how it was laid out. It was all just, like, open. open. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I wanted a separate section for, like, the free weights and all that stuff and, and, and everything. Um, and I had never been into fitness at that point, so I don't know why I was acting like I was picky. Mm. But we went to Bally's, and this is when Bally's was doing the whole, you know, you got to buy, like, three years worth of a membership and so it was really front heavy yeah it really was huh then but then by the end of it you're paying like nine dollars mm-hmm. but we uh i remember sitting in there and th- this there was this trainer and he looked like like a formal or a former like defensive lineman or something mm-hmm. big big guy um but big and obese as well i mean he was like six six but he Probably he had to weigh over three hundred pounds. I oh, mean, wow. he was gigantic, mm-hmm. bald headed, um, just massive guy, and he's really big. And he, I remember him sitting there telling me about how, you know, even as he's like telling me, like you can just tell he's having a hard time like breathing as he's giving me the sales pitch for personal training. <laughs> but he was telling me how, yeah, we're you know the best way to stay in shape is you need to eat this, you need to lift like this, you need to do this kind of cardio, you need to, and he was telling me all these things that I need to do, and and, and I'm just kind of nodding my head, and then he's like, well, let me let me walk out and get get the applications, and or the, whatever it was you had to fill out, and he walked out, and I leave from my ex-wife, and I said, why is he telling us what to do? He doesn't look like he's ever even worked out, mm-hmm. and that, that always really resonated with me, and I know when when we first started going to the gym, and there was at least a slight level of recognition that we were taking it serious. We started to get people asking us early on. And I had a lot of people be like, well, are you going to be a personal trainer? And I was like, well, maybe, but I just started this. I wasn't comfortable being like, yeah, I've been doing this for a few months. I need to be a personal trainer. Yeah, I just I That was asinine to have that thought process. So I was like, well, I'm going to wait and make sure I know what I'm talking about. And, and I always thought about that of... And, and I, I think I referenced it when I, I posted about me getting my certification that, you know, you need to be your own success story. Mm-hmm. And I say all that um, because when you go to these gyms and you're talking to trainers, a lot of people are very comfortable, even if it's a trainer. If you're out of shape and, and, and you, you feel like you have a long way to go, sometimes you may be more comfortable talking to someone who looks like they still have a long way to go too because mm-hmm. you feel like it's relatable. But would you go into a tattoo parlor and talk to the guy that just started tattooing within the last couple of weeks and says, no, I, I really know how to do this. Uh, my friends let me put tattoos on him, but I don't have a portfolio of all these beautiful artwork that I've done. Mm-hmm. No, you would want to say, let me see what you've done. Show me what you've been able to accomplish. Yeah, right. And it's the same thing with a trainer. Mm-hmm. It, I, I am a firm believer that, you know, as a trainer, you should be one, if not your biggest success story mm-hmm. that you have. And you should be the standard for what your clients mm-hmm. are, are looking for. Um, and so I think that, you know, that there are there are some great trainers out there that have a lot of, of knowledge and a wealth of knowledge and a wealth of experience. But if you aren't hearing from your personal trainer, if they aren't making the statement that my goal is you don't need me in X amount of time. Yeah, I know. If they aren't saying that, 
They're not. Don't wanting, waste your time. They're not really wanting. They don't want to help, help you. you. They want to make money off of you. Uh-huh. If you, if, I mean, a trainer's goal. You, don't pick a trainer that treats you like a doctor treats patients. Doctors don't treat patients to heal. They treat them to continue treatment. Mm-hmm. And a lot of trainers do the same thing. Oh, I know. They say, well, I'm going to give you just enough. You know, if, if you're working out for three months and you're like, hey, I've lost three pounds. That's not progress. That's not good. There should be substantial changes over a 90-day period. I mean, yeah. look at Sean's transformation over 90 days. Mm-hmm. Substantially different. Oh, yeah. And a lot of trainers, if he would have went to them, he wouldn't have even got close to what he hit where he is now doing what he did because they want to just kind of string you along they Mm -hmm. don't want to go they you know they they try to pad it with with safety and liabilities and 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 looking out for you and things like that but depending on what it is you want to accomplish will depend on the type of trainer that's going to help you get to that point Mm -hmm. and not all trainers equal and a lot of them can't get you to where you want to go or you're not utilizing them enough to get you to the point where you need to be. Some people have a personal trainer session once a week and think that that's enough. Going to a personal trainer for half an hour once a week doesn't cut it. I don't care how good of a trainer they are. Mm-hmm. That doesn't cut it. Going to a personal trainer once a week doesn't cut it mm-hmm. for an hour. I'm sorry, I meant an hour, not once a week. I already said that. But going to a personal trainer two hours once a week doesn't mm-hmm. cut it. Right, right. Uh-huh. And, and we've seen a lot of people make that mistake as well. Mm-hmm. Well, I go to this class once a week or twice a week, and I i don't know why I'm not seeing progress. Well, it's because you're only going to class once or twice a week. Yeah, I know. It has to be at a minimum four days. Uh-huh. Minimum four days. And that time needs to be quality time Good quality in time. the gym. Not mm-hmm. socializing, not conversing, not playing on your phone. Mm-hmm. Not looking at yourself in the mirror, actual work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I think that, I guess to all, I maybe even defend some of the trainers, um, is people and their diets, though. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that, I mean, I know that we're probably going to cover that in a little bit, but, but yeah, I think that you can... You can, you know, work, work out and work out and work out, but well, we can go and hop into it. Okay, you screwed it up. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but I mean you're you're, you're right on point. Um, and and it, I think that is a a I think it's I think it is a reasonable defense for trainers that we've known, trainers we've seen. You can have the best trainer in place, but if the client's diet mm-hmm. is not in line, consistently in line. Mm-hmm. It's not the trainer's fault. The no. trainer can't go home with them and clean out their closet, clean out their pantry, and clean out their fridge, mm-hmm. and smack their hand every time they want to shovel some kind of shit in their mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is probably the biggest challenge that I think trainers, trainers have face. I know. is, well, yeah, you're killing it during your workout. Mm-hmm. You're crushing it while you're here at the gym. But the other 23 hours a day and the other four days a week that you're not with me, you're screwing it up. Mm-hmm. And you can't look at the trainer and be like, well, why did I only lose three pounds in three months? Mm-hmm. I did everything you said at the workouts. Yeah, but you continue to eat like crap. And the workouts with me should have been supplemental to whatever your actual overall plan and routine was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Or you didn't put in all of your, you didn't log all of your food in mm-hmm. my fitness pal. Uh, or you lied, lied about. You yeah. lied about what you logged mm-hmm. thinking that. 
I don't know who. It's not a who are you trying to fool? Yeah, it's not magical. Like, well, if I don't log this bag of chips I ate while I was driving around, uh, then they don't count. Yeah, okay, your body knows. Well, my my trainer won't know about right. it, so so it's okay if I have this. It's or it's just one. It's just one serving of chips, mm-hmm. which turns into a whole, a whole bag. bag. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I think... Yeah, I mean, you're, I, I, I've said it before. I say it on social media all the time. You cannot outwork a bad diet. Mm-mm. No matter what your routine, no matter what your fitness goal, no matter what your classes, no matter what you're trying to do, your diet is 75% of what you have to have. It's mm-hmm. not even 50%. It's at least 75%. Yeah. And once again, no matter what it is, if you want to... If you're a guy and you want to tack on mass and bulk up and build muscle... It's 75% your diet. What you do in the gym supports how you eat. If you want to lose weight, you want to burn fat, you want to tone up, it's your diet. Mm-hmm. Eat the right things at the right times of day in the right kind of amount and, amount and quantities and be in that caloric deficit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And don't eat crap. That's we all know piece. what you should not be eating right now. Yeah. It's not, it's not something that... People are just now learning because you you should know by now that what's good for you and what's bad for you. But I think one of the other things to for success with this is don't hop on a fad diet. No, uh uh-uh. uh. Don't hop on keto. Don't hop on carnivore. Mm-hmm. Don't hop on vegan. Mm-hmm. Don't do any of that stuff. You should be sticking with a healthy, balanced diet. If you're trying to lose weight, it should be moderate carbs. Decent amount of protein, low fats. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to bulk up and build mass, it should be high carb, high protein, low fats. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we tried keto for a month. Yeah, we did. It's not sustainable. No. And we're seeing more and more people that are leaving it that have been trying it for a while. Mm-hmm. That especially big, even celebrity advocates are like, nope, yeah, can't do it. As soon as I stop, I gain 20 pounds. And that's because your body goes into shock because you've deprived it of one of the essential macronutrients that your body and your brain need to function, and that's mm-hmm. carbohydrates. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, and it was funny, um, even just today, because I'm, I'm finishing up my personal training certification, and I'm doing a um, going to become a nutrition coach as well. And reading today in my... Nutrition manual, it said that a high-fat, low-carb, or any kind of high-fat diet is not good for you. They gave it a score of zero. Zero. Zero out of everything. And you should not do that type of diet. It's trendy. Now, it works for the short term. Mm -hmm. The problem with the diets, and this is where people new to the gym go through the honeymoon phase of whatever it is, whether it's going vegan, vegetarian, keto, carnivore... Whatever it is, they go through this honeymoon phase of, I've been eating like shit. I've been eating candy and chips and bread and Olive Garden and pasta, and you've been eating shit. And you just quit eating that shit, and so you start to feel better and lose weight initially. And you think, oh my god, keto's great. Well, you think it's great because you're not shoveling, you know, barbecue-flavored lays into your mouth every time you sit down and watch TV. Oh, man. That sounds good, huh? Yeah. You're not eating the crap. Anytime you go to carnivore, same thing. You're not eating bread and tortillas and and chips and dip at the restaurant. You you cut the junk food out. 
no matter what any of those diets are. Mm -hmm. If you go vegetarian and you've been eating Popeyes and KFC and Chick-fil-A every day, of course you're going to lose weight because you're not eating everything fried and battered. Yeah. But it's not that this new trendy fad diet is oh so successful. It's you've just removed the crap from your diet. Well, and that you're actually watching. You're you're actually paying attention attention to what you're eating. And if you just did that with actual healthy, well-balanced nutrients, then you would be successful. And don't overindulge when you do have something bad. Yeah. Which Uh should be very rare. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it should be. I mean, I I believe (laughs) that you should have... I think you should have a cheat meal. Once. I don't think if you're starting, you should have a cheat meal for the first 30 days. Yeah, but after that, I think that you can once a week. I mean, if, if you're... If One you, cheat meal, though. Not, not a, a day, day. A cheat meal. Not a four-course meal, uh-huh. either. We're talking, <laughs> right. if you want tacos on a Tuesday, then Taco Tuesday is your cheat meal. Mm-hmm. If you want a couple of slices of pizza and a beer or two on a Friday or Saturday, that's your cheat meal. Mm-hmm. Not a four-course meal of all kinds of crap that's a 4,000-calorie cheat meal. Mm-hmm. You don't earn that until you look like Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh, man, I know. Then you can have that type <laughs> of cheat meal once a week. But if you're still on the road to progress or success or whatever it is, and you still look like you just ate that two days ago, even though you didn't, you don't get to do that yet. Mm-hmm. You have to power through that and wait because it will throw you off course. You can... And we've been there. Oh, you can yeah. buckle down for 21 to 30 straight days and drop two pounds a week fairly easy mm-hmm. uh, with pretty little effort. It's just watching what you eat and going to the gym. Mm-hmm. You can drop two pounds a week depending. And if you're a lot bigger, you can drop five to 10 pounds a week depending on your diet. And mm-hmm. without even going in a severe caloric deficit, I'm not talking about if you've been eating 3,500 calories and you knock it down to 1,000. I'm talking if you've been eating 3,500 calories of crap. And drinking beer and booze and eating pizza and Mexican food and pasta and all that stuff, and you drop it down to 2,500 calories of clean food, you can drop 10 pounds a week if you're severely obese. Yeah. Easy. And, and don't even go to the gym. Mm-hmm. Cut out the soda, pff, that's another five pounds. Yeah. But dropping that initially isn't really, you start getting initial results very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. But what can happen is you can put in that work for 20, 30 days and have great success. And then one weekend, one day over the weekend can set you back when you intake a bunch of sodium and you eat a bunch of unhealthy carbs, especially mixed with unhealthy fats. Mm-hmm. Your body overcompensates because it had it had it so long. And it just like, I'm going to hold on to all this. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we went to, we were doing really good and we went to this, uh, Recep- what was it? Uh, wedding reception. Wedding, re- wedding. It wasn't a reception. It was. Well, it was like kind a, of their. It was like a pre-reception. Yeah, it was some because kind of they were have engagement they were, party, wasn't it? Yeah, but they were they weren't gonna do like a a reception mm-hmm. after they got actually got married. I I had lost several pounds. We were kind of trying to cut. I think we were knew we were getting ready to go to Hawaii or something. Mm-hmm. And so I was trying to cut down some weight, doing low carb. We went there. The only thing they had to eat was, I think, tacos, and they had some kind of cake. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't eat the tacos with the shells, but I had to get chicken and lettuce, and I put sour made cream. Made like a salad. Made like a taco salad and had some chips and salsa and then ate a small piece of cake. Well, I hadn't eaten anything like that in weeks, and I gained, what, like six pounds? Mm-hmm. 
overnight bit. because mm-hmm. of that. And so it can happen. And, you know, whether it's water weight, whether it's whatever it is, you still see it on the scale and it's very frustrating. But that's why we've noticed whenever we keep carbohydrates in our diet and we don't completely cut something out of our diet, when we do indulge, your body doesn't completely overcompensate. Yeah. and bl- You don't do this ballooning, slim, balloon, slim. I mean, it just tends to regulate itself. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. what you want. And that's why we tell you initially, don't try the fat diets. Mm-hmm. Just watch what you're eating, eat in moderation, healthy lean proteins, healthy fats, and only complex carbs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stay away from bread, sweets, sugary treats, sodas, mm-hmm. beer, Eggnog. fried eggnog. <laughs> yeah. Do what I say, know uh, what I do. <laughs> I know, right? I know. But, I, I, I mean, I think that, yes, diet is the, oh, diet's, is the yeah. biggest piece. It's the too. biggest key in what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Get all the crap out of your house that's yeah. going to be tempting. Well, and, and don't be like, oh, I'm going to get rid of it. I, I need to eat all of it or yeah. whatever before. I'm going to eat everything bad in the house because Monday's my diet day. No. Don't do that either. Yeah. yeah. Just get rid of it. But going back to the the to the to actual gym and everything, one thing that I think that is super, super, super important is having a plan. Mm-hmm. You have to have a freaking plan when you go, when you actually go to the gym. We see so many people every day that just go to the gym and just kind of like, walk around, do this, do that, you know, and you could tell that they, they don't really have a plan. And I think that I even, I think I even said in our health and fitness episode too, that I, I used to do that whenever I would just, you know, go to my apartment gym or something Mm -hmm. or go to the gym that I joined when I was a teenager. And I would just go maybe do some leg exercises. What's, what's available? Oh, I yeah. feel like doing this. Oh, let me feel like doing that. Uh-huh. Uh. No, you need to have an actual plan. And having a plan is going to really set you up for success. Mm-hmm. Don't try to wing it. Mm-mm. You can't just get... And this is where, if you, if you, in giving full credit to trainers for this, if you are a complete novice, you've never been to a gym, you don't know what anything is or what a plan is or how to get there... You will need someone to help you Mm -hmm. develop that. And that's where a trainer can come in and evaluate your current skill level, your current athletic ability, your stamina, your endurance, and then be able to evaluate and cater and design a course that should be for you and should be for your goals. Mm -hmm. Um, I do have a very simple acronym, DADI, D-A-D-I. Did Arnold do it? (laughs) If the answer is no, I don't waste my time. (laughs) Yeah, I There's know. proven methods out there that have worked. For years. You don't have to completely reinvent the wheel. But everybody's always trying to come up with a new thing mm-hmm. of, well, this is this will this will help you do this. And this will... No, it doesn't. Daddy? Did Arnold do it? <laughs> if he did, you're okay. If huh. he didn't, eh, probably a waste of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the big daddy of, yeah. <laughs> of the fitness world. So That's all you got to do. Ask yourself that. If you see somebody standing on a half fitness orb swinging a kettlebell around their head like a moron i've watched generation iron i never saw arnold doing that i didn't see lou ferrigno doing that crap if they didn't do it 
I don't have to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. I know. I never yeah. saw Arnold, Arnold hanging out sideways like a flag on a pole to strengthen his core. Yeah. He did sit-ups with heavy weight uh-huh. and ab machines with heavy weight. <laughs> yeah. Save yourself the trouble looking like a moron. <laughs> did Arnold do it? Yep. Arnold do it. Oh, oh, another. So I guess the last piece for what we want to talk about for this is actually following through and actually staying with it. Yeah. Staying with your plan, staying with your, with your goal, Mm -hmm. you know, looking at the, the end result and not even the end result, just because I, I think we said, we've said it before, your goal is going to change throughout your, your fitness journey. Mm -hmm. And so you're always going to be chasing something, but Mm. sticking with it and continuing and, Trusting the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, it takes time. Mm-hmm. E- even dedicating your diet and dedicating your routine, you will fluctuate. Mm-hmm. You'll, your body will start to adapt. I mean, one of the things that we, we realized when we cut was we had to up sodium and then take the sodium down. But then after a few days, your body readjusts and still starts holding on to water, even in the absence of sodium. Mm-hmm. Because your body's very smart and it runs very efficiently. And one of the goals, and I'll steal this from Jeff Cavalier, one of the things that you want your body to do is actually run inefficiently to mm-hmm. be the best you can to continue to progress and grow muscle and, uh, and be successful in that type of pattern that you want to succeed at. But I think that people tend to get very frustrated um, Guys tend to show progress a lot quicker than girls do. Mm -hmm. Um, And even outside of the excuses that everybody makes as to why they don't stick with I just don't have time. Well, I picked a gym that's too far. Well, I end up Mm -hmm. taking this on at work. I mean, we've heard it all. Mm -hmm. Nobody has ever, 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 ever presented an excuse to me that gave them a get-out-of-gym-free card. Unless you were in a coma or you died. (laughs) That's it. I mean, even when Colin... Broke his arm and his collarbone. Mm -hmm. Very next day, he was in the gym working legs. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to hear it. Um, On days you don't feel like going, go. Yeah. On days that you're very sore, go. Go. I mean, there's, there's, there's only so much that people can do. And I, and this is where I go back to. I just don't have faith in people doing it because I don't think. I think so many people just lack the internal drive and motivation to actually carry out the change. They get all excited around this time of year talking about how 2020 is going to be my year and I'm going to get back on the wagon and I'm going to I'm going to make sure I do this and why? Why do you think you're going to follow through this time? What are you doing differently that's going to help you follow through? And one of the things that you have to do differently is don't accept your own bullshit excuses as to why you aren't doing it. Mm-hmm. Quit telling yourself how full your plate is. Quit telling yourself how rough this year's been. Quit t- quit feeding yourself those lies to try to make yourself feel better that you didn't commit and do what you wanted to do. I mean, I took like two years ago or something, I, I sat down and I figured up, All of the time that I had dedicated to flying an airplane, standing in front of people teaching, standing in exhibit halls speaking, um, driving cars hours on into locations to teach. Well, you did it all for work. Yeah, all for work. So you can figure out, so you could get help. (laughs) Yeah, well, but in the process of doing that, I was able to say, oh my gosh, I spent 
an actual 30 solid days of standing in front of people talking. An entire month. I don't mean eight-hour work days. I mean enough hours in the day throughout the entire year that I spent a solid 30 days standing up in front of people. Mm-hmm. I spent X amount of time on an airplane, X amount of time in a car. I figured all that up and said, wow, I was still able to eat healthy seven days a week and go to the gym five to six days a week. If I could do it on that schedule, you can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we start to believe our own bullshit. And I could have said, oh, man, I, I can't work out today. I'm gonna, my flight got delayed in Chicago. I'm not going to land until 10 o'clock, and i got to eat. Well, guess what? I landed, I ate, and I still worked out. Mm-hmm. I didn't get eight hours of solid sleep. I maybe only got four to six. But you have to be able to motivate yourself in times when there are tons of demotivating factors around you. And if you don't have that ability, you need to figure out what you need to do to keep that fire lit. Mm-hmm. And I think for different people, or for people, it's different. Oh, yeah. I know. Um, you know, one of the things that, the first thing we should have actually suggested is if you're going to go down this path, take pictures. Oh, take pictures gosh, of what you yeah. look like now, <laughs> butt-ass yeah. naked. Uh-huh. Or in, in your panties. underwear. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I think that's a, that is a really good one because I really wish Yeah, that neither one of us have, you, you have a decent before photo that was just kind of casual, but not But a, even then, here I, I am was with, still like trying to hide myself yeah. enough and yeah, it, it was not a good before picture and it's not, it doesn't represent exactly how I, how I looked mm-hmm. either. It does, well, but it doesn't. Huh? Your little Supergirl outfits. Oh, I know. But that was even after I'd lost a, a little, little bit. bit. Yeah, a little, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, take before pictures. Mm-hmm. And look at them. Look at them often. Dang, I know. I should freaking get those out and... Share them. Share them. You know, check, one. check the mirror. Check the scale. Mm-hmm. Don't rely on your friends to tell you the truth. Don't rely on your spouse, your partner to tell you the truth. You know the truth when you look at yourself. You know the truth when you look at your pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, and soak that in. You know, I don't think posting on social media what you're going to do or what you're going to accomplish motivates people. A lot of people are like, I'm going to take this before a picture and say, here it is. Here I am, world. Look at me. I'm never going to look like this again because they think if I put this out there... It's the same thing with spending money at the gym. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. I'm going to have to go and hold myself accountable. Mm-hmm. And guess what? It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. I know. He then just... you got somebody like me that says, did you see what he or she posted that they were going to do this over the course of 30, 60, 90 days and they didn't even do it for this amount of time? Ha! You suck at commitment. <laughs> you know, or the person that's like... I'm going to stop eating this food right now. I need some good, healthy ideas. I'm on a 10-day challenge of no no bad blood. And you just see him do it for two days, and then it's never mentioned again. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. You don't. You have to be able to hold yourself accountable by your own means and your own fortitude, not relying on social media. Now, if you want to be my friend and you want me to hold you accountable and make fun of you for doing that, I will gladly <laughs> oblige. I don't know if you necessarily make fun of people, but I think that you... Call you out on it. But you'll definitely call call them out and yeah. be like, hey, what the heck? Yeah, You're what like, happened? You have to, She has to stop me. Because uh-huh. I'll be like, look at this. Can I say something? I want to say something about this. Because three weeks ago, they said they were going to eat clean for 10 days. And they did it one, two, two days. And I don't even think they did it for dinner. They did it one and a half days. Can I go back and say, hey... I was waiting to see those 10-day results. What happened? And you're like, no, that's mean. Yeah, Seth. No. 
Don't. I want to hold them accountable. Uh-uh. No, it's not your job. It's not your job to hold them accountable. You shouldn't put shit out there that you're going to do and not commit. I know. If you I, know no, you're not going to commit. If you know you're going to commit, there's no point in putting it out there. Uh-huh. And if you know you're not going to commit, there's really no point in putting it out there. Well, I wonder if they if they really think that they're going to commit and then they just don't. Well, once again, if you've but tried I that think and you I, haven't, I, what's going to be different? I, I, I don't like those posts anyway. I really don't. Because it is, it's like, who who the fuck else cares yeah. <laughs> what you're doing? I, I never posted shit about me losing weight and everything. Mm-hmm. It just... One day, all of a sudden, everybody sees me, and I look well, different. What's ironic about it is somebody that's completely out of shape and hadn't been in shape in years can post, time to get back into the gym, I'm going to change. And they will get a ton of love and likes. And if I post a picture, and I'm like, yep, I've been going to the gym every day for eight years, I'll get two. And well, they'll be like, fuck him. Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> yeah. People only root for you when you're the underdog. Uh-huh. Yes. They definitely do. Yep. Okay. And you find out on your fitness journey that Changes. switch fl- that switch flips pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. People are like, oh, good for you. Way to go. Good job. You're way to get in there. Looking good. Dedication. And then it's like you could tell they're like, all right, slow the fuck down. You're looking mm-hmm. too good. You're you're getting in too good a shape. And that's where they start saying, well, you've changed. And- yeah. Well, they. I think that I think the, those people are thinking like, oh, they've they've. Uh, they're, they're full of themselves oh, now, yeah. and they're they're getting I don't know vain or, or right. something, and it's like no, it, that's not it. I'm just happy, yeah. and I feel good about myself. Like wow, look at me. Well, and then that's what I, I should what, be proud of myself. I've said before that after the time goes on, I think it's very important to say, yeah, I started this journey eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Guess who's still in that journey? Me. Mm-hmm. I'm still doing this. I've been dedicated and consistent and committed for eight years. That warrants a hell of a lot more applause than, you know what? I'm kind of thinking that I maybe should go to the gym and I'm going to maybe start taking care of myself. <laughs> yeah, I know. But it's I completely know. ass backwards now. Mm-hmm. It is. It really is. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, following through yeah. is, is the biggest really think about it that has to be there to make it consistent like i said Mm -hmm. earlier a quick transformation is just that Mm -hmm. a success story is lengthier Mm -hmm. a success story is i had an epiphany a realization i needed to change my life i need to turn everything around i need to do watch my fitness i realized that self-love is not accepting who i am at this point for the way i look it's understanding that i'm going to take care of myself and be healthy and be the best version of me that I can. And I'm going to actually develop good self-love through action that I'm actually going to take care of myself. And doing that and then being able to look back and say, this has been my journey. And I didn't just succeed in initial transformation, but I have continued to learn. I've continued to progress. I've continued to maintain whatever that is. That's a success story. Mm-hmm. Um, Transformations can be quick, and transformations can fade, and transformations can go away. And you don't want a yo-yo. No, and that's no. where the follow-through yeah. is huge mm-hmm. to ensure that you don't do that. You know, you can't look at it as short-term. Mm-mm. No, and, that, and that's what a lot of people do, mm-hmm. is they're like, well, you know, I want to be, I want to 
do this for this many days or even we'll even get the question like well how long will this take me to to get here and mm-hmm. it's like well it's not even that you it goes beyond that and you have to continue to to te- keep doing good mm-hmm. otherwise you're going to be it. back to where you were from the beginning yeah it's rented yeah your your healthy body your good looking body your six pack your muscles it's all rented yeah. and the rents do every day mm-hmm. and if yeah. you don't pay that rent you get evicted <laughs> i know so i one i mean this this i guess it's kind of a longer episode really but we we wanted to go on These and these last ones will go quick i think yeah we wanted to tell you some some little tidbits i guess um about gym etiquette um, knowledge that we want to share with mm-hmm. you, and even some of the the stuff that grinds Seth's gears. <laughs> yeah, grinds my gears <laughs> with with going to the gym and and diet and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but so first off, you you need to know how to use all of the equipment, and yeah. that's really really important. Mm-hmm. You know we. Even an avid gym goer, I, I am hesitant. Unless I see somebody about to get hurt, I don't want to look like I'm that guy that's like... You're the coach. Yeah, I'm the coach in the gym that's always trying to correct everybody, so I don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, if I see somebody's about to get hurt, I feel it's you know, my responsibility is just another gym member to say something. Not chastise them, but say, hey, time out just a second. But... People don't know how to use equipment, um, and they don't want to ask, and they're embarrassed to ask. So if you're going to go to a gym and you've never been in the gym, have someone show you that works there. Maybe that's what you do your first session with the trainer, mm-hmm. is say, show me how to use all the equipments. You should know how to work the buttons on the treadmill. You should know how to work the buttons on the bike and the elliptical. You should know how to work the pins and the weight stacks. You should know how to utilize every machine. I mean, they've got little pictures on there. But if I see somebody step over there and look at the picture, and I'm like, oh my gosh, they have no idea what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And a, a 2D picture of two shots is not going to be enough to show people what to do sometimes. Yeah. And then they just try to wing it. Mm-hmm. And then they get discouraged because they're not doing it correctly. It's or they don't want to look stupid. Yeah, they, they don't want to look stupid. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, we see you and you already look stupid doing that, not knowing what you're doing. The best course of action is to say... Hey, I've never used this machine before. How does it work? Mm-hmm. What does this do? And we've had that. I've had people be like, what is that? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, well, it does this. Yeah. And they're like, oh, okay. Nobody's ever going to be like, figure it out. Yeah. You know? I know. Not anybody. Yeah, Nobody at the gym. It's okay to not know. Like you said in the beginning, like we've all been there. Mm-hmm. We've all been the beginner. So yeah. we, you know, just ask somebody. Ask somebody that... That you think knows, too. Mm -hmm. Don't... Because I know that a lot of people would get caught up in finding someone that you feel more comfortable asking than the person that is more in shape or the person that is the meathead guy or something. Mm -hmm. No, ask that person that you do... The meathead's going to know a hell of a lot more about what works than the person that doesn't look like a meathead. Yeah. And so just because you feel comfortable asking the person that isn't in shape doesn't mean that it's the right person to ask. Mm -hmm. The right person to ask is 
probably more. <laughs> Wait, is that why people talk to me? They think I'm a meathead? <laughs> probably. <laughs> and they're taking your advice? They're like, oh, I bet that meathead knows what this is. Maybe. Is that what's happening? Maybe that's what, ha- what is happening. Son of a bitch. <laughs> no, I'm mad about it. <laughs> but I, I would say ask the a person that works there, mm-hmm. especially if you don't feel comfortable asking you know, just a regular well, and, gym goer. And ask a trainer. You can ask a trainer. A qu- they're not going to charge you to answer a question. No. <laughs> and I think some people are like, oh, it's a trainer. I don't want to get a sales pitch. If you're at a decent gym, that's not going to happen. No. You can ask a trainer. Hey, I think any trainer at our gym, any one of them, if somebody said, hey, I don't know how to use this, every single one of them would be like, well, here, let me show you how to yeah. use it. Yeah. Oh, and all of them would be, yeah, yeah. like open arms. So yeah. it's, it's, I mean... If anything else, ask somebody that has, and all of them have a, a significant either color of shirt, depending on your gym, or that says trainer on it, or mm-hmm. something, flag them down. Ask them a question. That's how you're going to get the right information to what you're supposed to. So you at least need to understand the basic knowledge it takes to work the equipment. Mm-hmm. And second to that is how to have proper form yes. when using equipment or free weights. That is um, so important. Way more important than how much weight you're lifting. Yep. That, that's one of the first things I tell people that I that I start working with or talking to is, I don't care how much you can lift. It doesn't matter about how strong you are, your form. I mean, a guy can grab a 10-pound dumbbell and do 20 curls and hold that squeeze for five seconds and they're going to get way more progress and growth in their arms than grabbing a bar and putting 50 pounds on it, swinging it like a moron and hitting themselves in the head. Yeah, with it. I know. So your form and your muscle contraction and your time under tension and the flex of your muscle and the blood flow to that muscle is way more important than the amount of weight you're lifting. Mm-hmm. This is notoriously idiot guys <laughs> doing this. It they really get on the seated is. row, they put that pin at the bottom. And it's funny because, especially now with the routine we're doing, I'm not lifting the heavy weights that no, I was. Uh-uh. Um, and it's nice. Mm-hmm. I'm not, my joints don't hurt. I'm not, you know, my shoulders are getting better. But I'll see these, you know, it's almost like this one-upmanship where I'll, I'll do it. And then I'll see, you know, one of those young guys that's, you know, half my size come in. And they're like, oh, he was only doing 85 pounds on the lat pull down. I'm going to do 150. And then they swing all the way back and they're all beat red and they're doing it wrong and they're not going to grow. They're yeah. not going to get the results. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the flip side of that, women tend to do the exact opposite and don't lift enough weight. Oh, I know. I will see women just keep the pin out and they're just me, 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 Yeah. And they count to 10 and like, okay, that was good. And they tap their forehead. Yeah, and like, like no, they're no, really no. doing something. You were not even lifting enough weight. <laughs> Yeah. <clears throat> so you have to find that that happy medium of I've got really good form, I'm doing everything, I've got my muscle mind connection going, I have enough weight that I have to put forth some significant effort to make it happen, but I'm not sacrificing form because I'm trying to lift too much weight. Yeah. This is how people get hurt. Oh yeah. That's, that's how I got hurt. Yeah. That's how I think any any guy that's had an injury, it's how they've gotten hurt. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. They got overconfident, started to lift too much weight, their form went to Ego. shit and they got hurt. Yeah. yeah. Big time. I know. Yeah. So, yeah, know how to use the equipment and be able to use proper form while using the equipment. There's no excuse nowadays. If Even if you don't want to ask somebody, how do I do this exercise? Google it. Go to bodybuilding.com. They have every single exercise known to man. You can go there on your phone at the gym and say, 
I want to see a bicep curl. And there is a guy in a video showing you and talking you through how to do a bicep curl, mm-hmm. how to position your hands, how not to move your elbow, how to bring it up and contract, how much to hold it, how to lower it. And that's one rep. Move up for two. I mean, it will walk you through at a third grade level of how to do every exercise. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've had to do it with certain exercises. Yeah. You'll see it on a routine and you're like, what, what the hell is, is that? that? I've never yeah. even heard of that before. So I look it up. We did that just recently. I mean, even doing this for eight years, there's still things we're learning. I mean, that's the goal. You should continue to be learning. Mm-hmm. And we're like, what is that? And like, oh, I just called it this. Something else, yeah. We have a bad habit of making up names for our own exercises. Oh, yeah. I know. I call one exercise sons of bitches. Yeah. (laughs) And that's not what it's called. But they're freaking a son of a bitch. That's Mm -hmm. for sure. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, figure that stuff out by asking or looking it up. All the information's out there. People people want to share it with you. Mm -hmm. Um, Another one, I guess, is pretty... You would think simple gym etiquette, mm-hmm. and it is wiping the sweat off of the equipment that you just used. I don't wipe down everything I use because I'm not a sopping sweaty mess. You're not a sweater. Yeah. If I sweat, I will wipe it off. Mm-hmm. But nothing's. If somebody hops on a bench after me, it might be warm because I was on it. Yeah. But they're not going to sit down and get a somebody else's sweat stain on their ass, mm-hmm. or get sweat from my head on the back of their neck. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the, the, oh my gosh, yeah, that infuriates me when. Oh it, my gosh. I don't. I get mad when I see it and they didn't clean it off. I clean it off. I'm like, I wipe it down. But that doesn't get me nearly as mad as if I don't notice it and oh. I go to use it and I get their sweat on me. Yes. Oh my gosh. Uh. There was this one time when we were working at a Bally's in Inglewood and this girl sopping sweat. I yeah. mean She had this pad beneath in between her neck and her hair. She had her hair down mm-hmm. and her neck sweat soaked it. Oh. I mean you could wring it out. It was soaked. And Crystal goes to do a set, and she's sat down. You could hear it like a sponge. Oh, and her sweat all pissed. dripped out of Crystal. I was Crystal's so mad. Day. Oh, she was so bad. Was, well, thankfully, I don't use that. Yeah, anymore. we don't use that pussy pad anymore. That's <laughs> what the little padding is on the bar when you do squats. Yeah. Don't use that. It's called a pussy pad. <laughs> if you need it initially, go ahead and use it, but make sure that no, that the dumb, that the dumb bitch before you didn't yeah. develop that callus on your back. You don't need that pad. <laughs> Didn't have sweat all over it. But yeah, that was disgusting. So yes, if you, especially if you sweat so much, mm-hmm. I mean, I know that it is, is, you know, you need to, you should get into the habit of cleaning off the equipment yep. anyway. Um, but especially if you sweat a lot, make sure to wipe that shit down. That's just. Gross. Yeah, gym etiquette 101. Mm -hmm. One of them. Anyway, another one is to... Oh, yeah, this one really grinds Seth's gears is using your phone while on the equipment. Yep. Everybody has their phone with them. I use mine on Spotify the whole time. I'm constantly changing which songs I'm listening to or the playlist I'm doing. Or I'll get a text from Seth or we'll get something from the page pop up while I'm on a set. But if you're going to check your phone, do not be physically on the piece of equipment while you're looking at your phone. Mm-hmm. That drives me nuts um, when I see that, when I see somebody 
you know, on, on the leg press or on, you know, whatever. And they, they've got their phone in their pocket and in between sets. They just stay on the machine. Mm-hmm. Get if you shouldn't be taking that big of a rest anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what ends up happening is your heart rate slows down. You, you get out of fat burning mode because you're playing on your phone. If you can't not stay off of your phone in the gym, don't bring it in. Yeah. Well, I used to, so I guess I use my phone more now in the gym because I do use it for my music, but mm-hmm. I used to only use my little shuffle, yeah. my little iPod shuffle and just clip it onto my bra or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I would leave my phone in the locker yep. and it was, it didn't distract me. You know, I, the, mm-hmm. my gym time was my actual <clears throat> gym time yeah. where I didn't focus on anything else mm-hmm. but that. But now I'm, I guess I'm, I'm guilty of looking at the phone. Yeah. It'll also there. keep you from taking pointless selfies of yourself on equipment. Too, yeah. If you leave, leave <laughs> right. it in your car. Yeah, that's true. I cry, yeah. Let me catch you taking selfies. <laughs> Playing on I your know. phone. Oh, I know. I know everybody does it to goof around here. I know everybody does it. But I, I, I used to get sometimes super, you see a little little vein pop up in yeah. your arm or something. I used to oh. just get super sick of of the the girls that would come in, and they would get there and they would barely work, but they felt really cute in their new leggings, and so they would have to take a selfie every day and and check in and hold their protein shake up with their stupid non-existent pointless gloves that they were wearing. <laughs> and they're you know. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Checking in at the gym doesn't make you committed either. Yeah. Uh, hogging the equipment, too. Is oh, hogging one. the equipment is a big one, yeah. Um, this is one of those things where we do supersets. Mm-hmm. But even like when I do drop sets, I don't huddle all the dumbbells around and I put them back and go and get them. Mm-hmm. Um, on occasion, we'll do a superset, but I work it at least where it's equipment that's right next to each other. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to claim multiple pieces of equipment across the gym. And try to run over there and do it. And for one of those routines, that was a little bit of difficult to, for me oh, to do that because uh. you had to like run over there. And I was like, I'll leave my cup here. But most of the time, if somebody wants to work in, you know, I would never be like, nope, I'm doing a superset, bro. You got to wait. Yeah. And you're an idiot if you say something like that. But even to get to that point, once again, I'm going to pay your dues and earn your stripes. <laughs> do not immediately just start going to the gym and find some routine where you have to superset and you feel like you have put in enough time to start claiming multiple pieces of equipment yeah no yeah don't do that there's this one dude that goes to our gym that freaking uses like multiple things moves things over into yep starts (laughs) rearranging equipment and he wants to do like a complete circuit trainer on shit that everybody else is trying to use and he sweats all over everything and doesn't wipe wipe it it off yep (laughs) it's so gross and he does the next thing I complain about and drops his fucking weights every oh time he lifts something. Oh my gosh, yeah, he does. That's irritating. I can deadlift. I don't know if I could do it today. I can deadlift. The highest I got was, what, 495 pounds. Mm-hmm. When I deadlifted 495 pounds, you could have heard a pin drop when I set that down because I still didn't slam it. <laughs> there is a threshold. You know, we went to a, a pretty good powerlifting, powerlifting gym. Powerlifting gym, mm-hmm. And those guys weren't as loud as some of these little dudes no. dropping 135 and rubber weights on a deadlift pad. Well, and the thing is, is that, yes, if you have, if they are lifting, like the, Heavy. the, like the power lifters were at our old gym, they were lifting freaking thousand pounds. Well, no. Well, maybe like 800. Uh, maybe. I mean, I think some of them were kind of in that six to 700 range. They're squatting. They were squatting. 
800, 900 pounds. Yeah, I guess that's true. They weren't deadlifting that much. Still. But I'll, I will allow you to make some noise on 405. Mm-hmm. That's it. What about if you're a girl? I mean, I don't even make that much noise. If you're a girl, I'll give you one plate on each side lower. 315. 315. You can slam 315. <laughs> but it shouldn't be a slam. You shouldn't be lifting it up and then dropping it. Yeah, that's irritating. It should be, it's just pulling you down a little heavier. Well, and you're going to hurt quicker. yourself, yeah, too. Yeah, you can't drop it like that. Yeah. But I, what, what you tend to see in gyms, especially guys that start deadlifting, is they feel that as they slam it down, like they're, it's, I don't know, it's like peacocking or something. And it's like, all right. I used to just get a kick out of dudes like doing that with 225, and then mm-hmm. I'd warm up with 405 mm-hmm. and not drop it, just tap it, tap the ground with it. And, you know, because it's like, there's no reason to do that. Don't, if you can't control the weight, it's too much weight. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So slamming weights down drives me nuts, mm-hmm. unless it's heavy weight. I mean, if you're inclined dumbbell bench press and you've got a hundred some pound dumbbell in each hand, when you go, yeah, you, you can't just ease those off and set them in your lap and set them down they got to come down pretty quick Mm -hmm. but don't be doing that shit with like a 35 or 45 pound dumbbell Mm -hmm. and that's what drives me nuts is when someone with little weight same thing on the cables when they'll do triceps and they've got like even if you've got the whole stack you should not slam those things down it drives me absolutely insane like what are you doing yeah sensitive ears (laughs) i know it hurts hurts And and i am by no means a fan of the lunk alarm at Planet Fitness. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know. Yeah. If you're moving some heavy ass steel, well, and if I, you, it's, yeah, it's allowed because you, same you wouldn't be able to go to Planet Fitness if you if you did do that stuff. Yeah, same thing with grunting though. Mm-hmm. You know, you should, if you're a guy and you're benching half your body weight, you should not be frothing at the mouth and grunting <laughs> like crazy. <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. you should not be making that much noise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that one dude that <laughs> we, went, we went to the gym with, and it was sound like he was, like, moaning. Yeah, it sounded <laughs> like he was having sex. I used to think he did it on purpose. Like, no, that's just how he sounds. <laughs> that was What funny. is he doing? No. Quit making that noise. It's not fun for anybody. Yeah, that was funny. Uh, but, yeah, grunting, yeah, that, yeah that's... I get it, like, on your last one or two reps. If, you, if you've got the right amount of weight on there, whatever your exercise is, and you're trying to finish up, those last two should be very difficult. Like, yeah, and you have to maybe grunt, <laughs> grunt it out. But if you sit down and you're like, all right, here goes number one. No, you're just making noise to get attention. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you and are. I'll run over and be like, are you okay, sir? Is everything okay? You sound like you're dying. Let's drop that down. Go grab those little pink weights over there. Those might help you. <laughs> but... Re-racking your weights is a big one. Put you need to fucking up. do. Clean like, up come after on. yourself, man. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's another guy thing. Most of these are guys. It's not girls doing that stuff. That's true. It really irritates me when people don't re-rack or they re-rack it in the wrong spot. Mm-hmm. And I get real bad. Uh, what is what? I don't really have it. OCD. OCD. Yeah. When they put you put the dumbbells are supposed to go in order by smallest to largest on a weight rack and people will just put them in the wrong spot because yeah, they don't know how like, to count what the fuck yeah it drives me nuts uh-uh no so i'm like they're rearranging mm-hmm. all of the weights because i just can't stand it to be disorganized <laughs> yeah it's infuriating yeah. yeah and lastly talking talk just talking and just having like 
a regular You should not be having full-blown catch-up conversations in the gym while someone else is working out. You either do it at the beginning before somebody starts or at the end when everybody's done. Mm-hmm. But you don't come up and start just having full-blown 30-minute conversations about what's been going on in your life and how work's been going and how the kids are doing. You know, I leave my headphones in so people don't do that. But some people just talk right over your headphones. And I'll, I'll just like nod my head. I have no idea what they're saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you'll be like, did you hear what so-and-so said? I'm like, no. You're like, well, you were talking to him. I'm like, I have no idea what he said. <laughs> I have my headphones on. If you're not, not going to respect the fact that I have headphones in and I'm in the middle of something, I'm not taking them out to listen to you. Uh-huh. Unless you like get my attention, uh-huh. then I'll do it. I'm, I'm like, yeah, what's going on? It, but I'll hold it there like I'm waiting to put it back in. Yeah. I don't take it out and take the other one out and sit down on the bench and cross my leg and listen to your story. I do the I do the, the pull out and lean. I still have music going in one ear, and I've got this one ready to go right back in my ear as soon as I get a chance for you to take a breath and stop yapping. Then I'll put it back in and go do my next set. <laughs> right. I know. Yeah. yeah. You're you're way more nicer. I'm nicer with that. Uh huh. Because you'll indulge people and. Hmm. And I just, I just keep working out. Or I'll, I'll be like, hey, it's your turn. you got to do your next set. Mm-hmm. And then I just put my headphones in because I don't want them talking to me while you're doing your set. <laughs> I'm not the filler. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. I know. I will indulge them and whatever. But You know, I think that, you know, looking at those things, there, were, there are still, as you start, don't go out and spend a ton of money on useless gear. Do not go out and start buying fingerless gloves. And I'm saying this because I did this. I was that idiot that did that. I went out and bought fingerless gloves. I think I got you some. We got the ones with little pads in them because we didn't want calluses and hurt our hands. And you realize that that stuff's pointless. Mm-hmm. Don't go out and immediately buy a weight belt. Don't go out and start buying knee sleeves and elbow sleeves and wrist wraps and all this other crap that you aren't going to lift enough weight to actually even need that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a waste of time and it's a waste of money and you're buying all this gear that you're not going to use. Those things are meant for very specific types of lifting with very specific high amounts of weight. Mm -hmm. So you don't need to go do that. You know, you don't need to go out and buy and spend a thousand dollars an entire brand new gym wardrobe. I mean, one of the things that you did was you, you kind of made yourself earn it. Mm -hmm. You looked at what you had, what sweatpants you owned, what, you know, ugly clothes you had that were like, I guess this is gym worthy. <laughs> and you were like, I'm not going to start buying cute gym clothes until I get down to this point. Yeah. Because if your goal is to lose well, weight, and burn even fat, at that point, I, I didn't feel, you weren't comfortable know. enough to I wear wasn't, it. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, you shouldn't, don't buy that stuff yet. I, I thought that was really cool how you did mm-hmm. that. Cause you were like, you know, you just kind of, I mean, I guess I didn't really care what anybody else thought of me either. You know, like going to the gym, like, yeah, yeah this but, sucks that... But it was more of a personal achievement that you kind of gave yourself. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, I mean, eventually. And now it's like, I can't stop buying gym yeah, clothes. Yeah, it's, it's an addiction for you now. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. I know uh, the other day, one of the guys at the gym was like, Hey, do you have like a legging sponsorship or something? Because I haven't seen you wear the same... <laughs> The same leggings twice. Yeah. Say so, yeah, my husband. Half of his salary goes to my leggings. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. I have an addiction. Uh-huh. I yep. do. It's a problem. It is. <laughs> but I mean I think some of that was, was kinda lighthearted. I mean we if your ultimate goal is to turn things around, get in shape this year, feel better, look better, um, 
be positive, have a better outlook because of your physical well-being, getting healthier, just go out and do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've said before that taking the first step is not the hard part. Everybody wants this. It's not. It's not the hard part. It's mm-hmm. especially for this. The hard part is continuing to go when you don't want to go. That's yeah. when it gets hard. Mm-hmm. It's continuing to go when life starts to get too busy. It's continuing to go when work starts to get too busy. It's continuing to go when you know you're not a hundred percent. You know, don't give me that crap. You know, I, I shared this thing the other day that I'm sure some people are irritated about about having a warrior's mentality, but leave all your excuses and your hangups, your insecurities, leave that stuff behind. Get out there, face it, get over the, the hump of finding a gym. If you need a trainer, find a trainer, figure out what your plan is, why you're actually going to the gym in the first place, what it is you want to accomplish, setting forth that plan, get your food, your meal, and your diet in place. And I, I don't even like the term diet because it's not a diet. It should just be a way of life. Mm-hmm. You should eat like – I mean, the, the big news flash is you're supposed to exercise and eat healthy. That's the bare minimum. And if you aren't doing that, you aren't even doing the bare minimum. Going above and beyond is spending hours at the gym every week and doing cardio. I mean, one of the things we've been doing recently is running for 45 minutes when we first wake up then sticking to a meal plan all day, and then going to the gym for an hour and a half to two hours at night. Mm -hmm. That's going above and beyond. But at a minimum, you should be eating healthy the majority of the meals and throughout the week, and you should be exercising on a regular basis at a minimum. Mm -hmm. But too many people aren't even doing that. No. And if that's your goal, that's something you can accomplish at home. You don't even need a gym. No, <laughs> you don't. Start eating healthy. Get get your diet. I mean, I, I, I can't stress enough how important the food aspect is, no matter what your goals are. Your food has to be dialed in. And you can be inconsistent with the gym. You cannot be inconsistent with the food. Mm-mm. And if you're going to be inconsistent at the gym, it's even that much more important that you're that much more consistent with your diet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so get that stuff lined up and then put that road to success in front of you. Get that plan in place. And then, like we said, follow through. Mm-hmm. Everything else you can you can work around. You can figure out how to use the stuff, how to ask the questions, how to have the conversations, how to get the guidance. Once again, I don't mind giving anybody yeah. Help or guidance or tips or diet plans or starter routines or advice or any of that stuff. I love doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but just stick with it. Yeah. Make sure that because <laughs> Seth will check up on you and make sure that, hey, did you, you know, yeah. how are you doing? How's with the diet this? going? And then when once you ignore him, he'll know, yeah. okay. You're dead to me. <laughs> they fell off. Yeah. Uh huh, but yeah, I mean, we 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 are always more than happy to to help you out and and give you you know tips and advice and everything, the knowledge that we've learned to help you learn from all the mistakes we've made. Too. Yeah, Listen, we didn't do everything perfect. We no, we made no some way. dumb dumb decisions. I mean, mm-hmm. I've torn both my rotator cuffs. I've had. Herniated disc in my neck. I remember that one day I almost ripped my arm off yeah. with trying to lift too much on that stuff. I mean, we've had injuries. We fell for the stupid fad diets that don't work. We fell for the stupid supplements that don't work. That's the other thing. Don't go out and spend $200 on powders and 
pills and all that. You don't need that stuff to get started. No. Don't don't do that. Um, mm-hmm. You don't need it. So yeah, I mean, we, and once again, it's. We did a lot of stuff trial by error. We sometimes we weren't even smart enough to ask for the help and guidance. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Had to learn the hard way. So we don't did. do that. Mm-mm. Yeah, we're here for you. But so I mean, I guess that's a good ending to this long episode. Yeah, this was pretty long. Uh huh. But um, of course, g- get on to our speakeasy. Yeah, marriage on the rock marriage speakeasy group. Facebook. Face group. Facebook Facebook group group page. Jeez. (laughs) Rate and review us. Yes, rate and review us on iTunes. We've gotten a a few new uh, reviews. reviews, So that's awesome. Yeah, Yeah. that's good to to see. And um, don't forget to tell your friends about us. Tell them to like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. And... Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks.